0: Welcome to The Process, the show that talks with you and not at you. Each week, we will discuss our lifelong journey with God. Now, here's your host, Pastor Renee. day everyone I'm Pastor Renee coming back to you with the process. Do you know God is going to love you in the morning when you wake up He's going to love you in the afternoon when you mess up and he's going to love you in the evenings when you want to give up the process the transformation of having God's image instilled in us and us manifesting and showing God's goodness to the rest of the world. We've already established that when God created man, he created man in God's image and in God's likeness. Uh, we talked about the failure of Adam and Eve, but as I was walking the other day, something came to mind and it just hit me like, like a bullet. God has set this whole thing up for one reason only, love. God wanted a people that would choose to love him, a people that represent his goodness, his mercy, his kindness. But he didn't want robots. What he wanted was people to choose to love him with all their hearts, their souls, and their minds. So love is the biggest motivation force behind all this. But there are so many renditions and and ideas of what love is, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about love today. Uh we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh choices, we're gonna talk about free will. But one of the biggest things that hinders us is the fact that oftentimes, even after we come to the Lord, we don't want to change. And the only thing that's going to motivate us to change is is the very thing that motivated God to set up this whole process, which is love. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. We know that God's not in a hurry. Time is not relevant to God. A day is a thousand years. And there's a thousand years as a day. So we get hooked up on time. God has given us, and he stated in his word, God has given us a set number of years in order to make that decision to accept Christ as our personal savior, and then to allow God to change us into his image and into his likeness. We, we've already established that there's no new thing under the sun. Even though it may be new to you, it's not new to God. It's not strange to God. God knows what's happening, but it's hard for us to relinquish that. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, guess what? When God created us, he created us in his image and likeness. And part of God's likeness is he wants to run things. And that's where I think we have an issue as human beings. We want God's love. We want God's guidance. We want God's healing. We want all the benefits of God, but we really don't want to submit 100% to him. They're in the process. It's step by step. It's glory by glory. We understand that there's only two forces in this world. There's good and there's bad. There's God or there's Satan. Man is not a power source. Man is a choice maker. God gave us the choice to choose. Choose ye this day whom you're going to serve. I'm going to repeat that again. Choose ye this day whom you're going to serve. God or mammon. Are you going to serve the Lord or are you going to serve Satan? Now, remember, Satan's main goal was to what? Run the show. Satan wanted to take over for God. So when he was defeated by Michael, God cast Satan down here to earth so that we as human beings would have a choice whether to serve God or whether to serve Satan. Those are the only two power sources. Man, we are a decision maker. God gave us the freedom to decide what kind of life are you going to live? Now, granted, there are some people who do not know the Lord, and on the outwards, it looks like they're doing well. They may be prosperous. They may seem like they're happy. But see, there's an element within every one of us that craves to be one with God. And that love that God has expelled toward us, there's something in us that drives us back to it. But still... God doesn't make us come. God lets us make a choice. We also know that if we do make the wrong choice and we give over to Satan. See, and here's the goodness of our God. The word tells us there's steadfast love of the Lord. It says the steadfast love of the Lord. It lasts forever. It says his mercies are new every morning. Chances, choices, decisions, they're all part of what God created the earth for. This is his factory. This is his proving ground. This is his training center. This is God's love manifested that we would have the opportunity, mere humans would have the opportunity to be able to choose God's way, and be shaped in His image and likeness. At times I thought this journey was rough, and it is, because this world is not perfect, but God has laid out a way for us to walk through it with His love and His guidance and His purpose.
1: Pastor Rene will be right back after this brief break.
2: Life is full of choices, and some of them can be difficult to make. But when we put our trust in God and submit to His will, we can be sure that we are making the right decisions. Change is inevitable, but we don't have to face it alone. God is with us every step of the way, guiding us and empowering us to embrace the challenges that come our way. No matter how daunting the road ahead may seem, we can take heart knowing that God has a plan for us and that His love and grace will carry us through. So let us choose to embrace change, submit to God, and trust in His unfailing goodness. As we do, we can experience true peace, joy, and fulfillment in life. Joshua 24.15 And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Making the right choices in life is not always straightforward. In fact, it can be one of the most challenging things we face in our journey. It's natural to worry about the consequences of our decisions and wonder if we're making the right moves. But when we experience change or need guidance, we should never be afraid to turn to God in prayer and ask for help. By submitting our struggles and doubts to Him, we can invite His grace and wisdom into our lives. In the arms of God, we find peace and direction to make choices that align with our values and fulfill our purpose. So, take a moment to say a prayer and allow God's love to guide you towards making the right choices and experiencing lasting change. Today's Prayer Heavenly Father, I look to no one else for wisdom. I humbly ask for your help in making one of the most important decisions in my life because I don't know how to make it without you. Please, give me direction and wisdom so I can make the right decision and bring glory to your name. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: As human beings, we're motivated to do things um, either for our own purpose, something we like to do to help others. Those are the motivating forces or the gasoline that, that, that runs our engine. But for God and what God wants to break us into and to transform us into is an individual who is a receptor of his love, so that we can then dispel his love to everyone else. Oftentimes, people think love is an emotion. You know, it makes my heart flutter. I get goosebumps. But 1 Corinthians 13 tells us something different. 1 Corinthians 13 gives us the fuel that's going to continually drive us, compel us toward a meaningful and loving relationship with God, which until then will cause us to love others. When we look at the definition of love, I believe that to truly understand it, we have to go to the definition that is stated in 1 Corinthians 13. And we're going to go through that, the importance of love. Love is the greatest We're told in verse one, if I could speak all the languages of the earth, and this is the New Living Translation, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others i would be nothing if i gave everything i have to the poor and even sacrificed my body i could boast about it but if i didn't love others i would have gained nothing so what is this mysterious thing called love in verse 4 it tells us love is patient and kind love is not jealous or boastful, or proud, or rude. It does not behave. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in tongues and unknown tongues and languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes... These partial things will become useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in the mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely just as God now knows me completely. These things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. We look back to the why God started this whole process. Because God so loved the world. This whole journey is about choices. God set it up so that we would have choices good and evil, Satan and God. It's about change. And this is where a lot of us, this is where I buck at a lot of times, because it seems like we get to a certain level in life, financially, emotionally, behaviorally, relationally, and we become content. We want to stop there. But we have to understand that God's whole purpose and drive is to do one thing, change us completely into his image and likeness. And that is what the journey is about. That's why we continue to keep learning. We can keep, continue to keep delving into the word. We keep continually asking God, God, let your love flow through me. So people would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. This is what it's about. That God wants me to manifest his love to a world that without his love is doomed and destined to spend eternity out of his presence and out of his goodness. The process. The journey. And this is a lifelong journey, folks. This is a lifelong journey. We are limited in the years that God gives us. But we're not limited and the love that he opens up that we can that we can receive from him, reflect out to others, and then show others how they can have the same love, the same care, the same long suffering, so that we can bring more and more people into the kingdom of God. This journey of change is about us, God using us to draw others. God manifesting his goodness, his love, his mercy, his kindness, his long-suffering to us so that we can reflect it to everyone else. Where does every individual see God? If you accept Christ as your personal Savior and you're on a journey, they see it in you. But if you don't take that time to love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, It's a long, lonely journey. Does God want 100%? Yes, indeed, he does. And you don't have to be a Bible scholar. What you have to do is have a heart that says, God, please change me. God, please mold me. God, please shape me. Let me be what you intended for me to be. And then all those other issues that we deal with are insecurities, our identity crisis, uh, looking for joy, looking for happiness, looking for peace, looking for, looking for it in wealth and, and prestige. All the things that drive us will not drive us anymore, but God will give us a path that is full of joy, prosperity, healing, hope, Clarity, and above all, purpose. Not our purpose, but God's purpose.
1: Feeling hopeless can be overwhelming and exhausting. But it's important to remember that hope is always within reach. You can dial or text 988, available 24 hours and 7 days a week to talk to someone ready to help. Even in the darkest of moments, there is a glimmer of light waiting to be found. It takes courage to keep pushing forward when all seems lost. But with determination and a positive mindset, anything is possible. Remember to seek support from loved ones and to practice self-care. Focus on small victories and progress. And don't be afraid to ask for help when needed. Believe in yourself and your ability to overcome difficulties. And never give up on hope. Please dial or text 988 available 24 hours and 7 days a week to talk to someone ready to help. Tomorrow needs you.
0: Our God is a good God. Uh, His mercies endure forever. His love is renewed every day. There are many of you out there who have accepted Christ as personal Savior, and you may be struggling in your walk right now, and you want to go backwards. That's one group. There's a group out there who don't even know the Lord, okay? That's another group. There's a group that think you failed the Lord, and 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 you feel that he, that He can't forgive you. Well, He says His His love is His mercies are new every morning. This isn't about you. This is about what God has for you and wants from you. He wants you to love Him. He says in His Word, "If you love Me, you'll keep My commandments. If you'll love Me, you'll do." What I asked you, and if you do that, that's God transforming us from glory to gloria. God doesn't change. God's the same yesterday, God is the same today, and God is today the same forever. He has not changed his mind on what he wanted a thousand years ago, a thousand thousand years ago. He wants a people who would choose. To serve him out of love, who experience his love, who allow themselves to be filled and be vessels of his love, to be his eyes, his ears, his hands, and his feet here in this imperfect world, so others may see Christ in you and the love in you and be drawn into a commitment in relationship with him, whatever group that you fall into, remember this, this morning when you woke up, God's mercy was there greeting you, regardless of which one of the groups you're in. If you haven't accepted Christ as your personal savior, then this is an invitation for you to say, Lord, I accept your son in the work that he did on the cross. I ask you, I don't understand it, but I ask you, come into my heart. Change my heart. Help me to not just feel your love, but to know that you love me and that you'll lead me and you'll guide me. For those who've fallen off the wayside, hey, God ain't done yet. The Word says God is faithful to complete that which he has begun. But it boils down to our choices. The Word also tells us to know to do good. And not to do it, that is sin. So as God opens up our eyes, let us vow to do, God, I'm going to do what you want me to do. Even when that human flesh that I have your presence in fights against it, I'm going to say, nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but your will be done, just like your son did. This process is a wonderful journey. With many blessings, many heartbreaks, many things to strengthen us. But God said He's going to finish it in us because He wants us to look down and look into me and look into you and say, That's my Son. Don't you see my image? Don't you see my likeness? Don't you see the love that was mentioned in 1 Corinthians 13? Don't you see how He just cares for those around Him? And if you don't think God, Has it manifested his glory to you? You woke up this morning. There are a lot of folks who didn't wake up this morning. Joshua, in the book of Joshua, was leading his people. And God had done many, many, many good things for them. But so often, like us today, once he has met our need, once he's pulled us out the fire, once he has manifested himself, how quickly we are. To forget it, but here's something I can tell you, and Joshua would have said it perfectly because it goes back to what we we're talking about right at the very beginning. It's about love, it's about choices, it's about free will, and this journey is about change. But Joshua put it to his to his people like this after he had rehearsed all that God had done for them, and it says in Joshua twenty four and fifteen and if it seem evil unto you, to serve the Lord. Choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Make that commitment today. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord and God will manifest his glory into and through you. And those issues and problems you think that are mountains you can't climb, God can tear them down. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. I hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave a review on www.pastorrenee.com. That's www.pastorrenee.com. Please share this episode with others who may be interested in the topic. Also, feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in the future episodes. Get in touch on the Contact Us page at com. Remember, that's P-A-S-T-O-R-R-A-N-E dot com. See you next week for a new episode. And remember to always keep God in the driver's seat. Thanks for joining us this week on The Process. Make sure to visit our website, www.pastorrene.com where you can subscribe so you'll never miss a show. If you found value in this show, please tell a friend. And don't forget to tune in for our next episode.